Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And we're at the tail end of me going back down memory lane. We've been revisiting the last couple of years of my most listened, most played, most loved episode. And to end this on a really strong note, today we're going to be talking about confidence tips that I wish I knew at the beginning of my business. There, if to be quite frank and be honest with you, there was too many times where I got myself stuck in negativity and negative thinking and not really seizing the power that I had within myself. I'm going to package up and share with you all the things that I wish I knew so that you can be blessed and that you can be able to start 2022 with a really high and positive note. Make sure that you grab your pen, grab your paper, and if this episode really spoke to you on a deeper level, make sure that you shoot out to me, let me know. And lastly, I just want to say that. And we're back. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to thank those of you who have been listening for the very first episode or you've been on this journey with me for a while. Thank you very much for being here and spending your time with me. I know you can be at a dozen other places online. Anywho, if you haven't done so already, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. So as soon as I drop an episode, you can be able to listen to it lickety split. And if you haven't done so already, let's be friends on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Denise G. Lee. I'm also on LinkedIn at Denise George Lee, where you'll receive tips and tricks and more importantly, advice to help you grow your service based business and or personal brand. And lastly, if you haven't done so already, visit my website, denisegeelee.com and check out the courses test, specifically Amazing Attitude, because a lot of what I have to share will be incorporated in Amazing Attitude as a 21-day course with me where you can listen to me deliver straight into your inbox a timely message and journaling prompts to get you thinking more positively. This is going to take what we're talking today to the next level. So visit Amazing Attitudes. You can only find it on denisegeelee.com. Click courses and then find Amazing Attitude. Okay, now let's get into today's episode. And I'm really happy to talk about this with you today because I just ended a a coaching call with someone and I've noticed I was going back and forth for her really about confidence. And we hear people say, you need to be more confident, you need to be a confident. And it's kind of trying to wrestle a wet dog or a wet cat specifically. It just feels like it just wiggles right out of your, your hand no matter how hard you try to get a great hold on it. You know that moment where it feels something feels attainable, but it's still slippery and it just feels icky to try to hold on to because as much as you think you've got a good grasp on it, it just somehow lose you lose your grip on it. And I think that's how confidence is, especially for those of us who are introverted. For a lot of us introverts, I believe that the vast majority of us have been overthinking and overprocessing 
how other people view us, how much worth or value that we have. And because we haven't asked anybody, we've come to these conclusions that we should not talk, that we should just process everything internally, that we can just figure it out on our own, quite frankly, and that there's really no need to discuss it because we're always trying to process things in our brain. We don't need that external input. So it's kind of hard to talk about this confidence issue when we've been spending way too much time inside of our brains trying to figure out exactly what's wrong with us in the absence of other external sources. We'll read other people on social media, we'll read books and go to all these places to try to figure out. And how often do we spend so much time reading and researching about the latest skincare or makeup care or, or whatever social media things that we need, need to do and end up kind of feeling more empty and hollow inside. I know that's been my experience. That's part of the reason, quite frankly, I didn't spend the vast majority of my time in the beginning of my career on social media because I felt that every time I went on social media, I just felt more inadequate and more insecure. And that's just a terrible feeling if you've already had feelings of low self-esteem or poor self-image in the past. But I want to paint you a bigger and brighter picture for today because I truly believe that everyone who is listening today, I believe that everyone who is in the process or in or actually running their business, that you've got gifts, you've got incredible knowledge that you can be sharing with your community. And I want you to realize that this process is not easy, but it is doable. It is practical of going from feeling that you are not worthy, that you are incapable to actually affecting change and not just yourself, but in your everywhere around you. With that being said, I wrote about, I'm looking at my list right now, five things that is going to help you feel more confident from the outside in. And I truly believe in this. This is not me just serving lip service to you. I I walk my talk every day myself. I'm always challenging old ideas, old things that I believe that I thought was true, but in reality wasn't. And I'm hoping that as you're listening to this, grab a pen and paper, write down certain things. You're like, gee, I really need to work a little bit more about this because I know I'm not helping myself or my community for not making the decision to feel better about yourself because it is a choice to feel better about yourself. It is a choice to feel confident. This is not just something that you have to wish. You have to believe it is a, it's a a choice, it's an action, it's something that you have to be committed to because your voice, if you've been suffering from low self-esteem or anxiety or depression, you've been basically letting that voice of low energy and negativity outshine the voice inside of you that knows that you are more than capable. And with that being said, I know that was a really long intro, (laughs) let's dive into it. So number one is I want to encourage you to number one is challenge your old belief system. I, for those of you um, who you don't know me, um, I've explained in prior podcasts that I came from a very 
abusive environment. I came from a place where I wasn't feeling safe. I came from a place where I did not understand who I was and where I wanted to be. And because of that, those experiences, I gave myself the belief system that I was ugly, I was unworthy, that I wasn't worth anyone's attention. And those belief systems came from being in very abusive situations where my needs were neglected. I was put in harmful situations and I felt scared. And because I was being in such harmful situations, I adopted the belief system that I was unworthy, that I was unlovable. And that was so far from the truth. All of us are here for a reason and for a purpose. We are here to help others. And the reality was, I was just a child that was being raised by unsafe people. That's the reality. I was in an environment, in a toxic environment, being raised by unwell people. That was the reality of what the situation was. But I was not giving myself the emotions to process the reality that I was capable, but I was just in a bad situation. Let's go back and look at our circumstances and our past through a clear lens, through an objective lens. So often when we are children, when, since we don't have that sophisticated idea of viewing things from different angles, we go to the worst case. We go to the most negative parts. We don't really ask ourselves the deeper questions. We never asked ourselves, perhaps I was in an environment with people who didn't have the tools to raise kids. Perhaps I was in an environment where my needs were nurtured, but that didn't mean that I was not capable. Perhaps I was not in a healthy environment where I could learn better coping skills, where I could and be embraced for my natural talents. A lot of people, especially who are introverts, when we're always just processing things internally, we're just observing everyone around us and we're not really as vocal, we're not as really giddy and excited to raise our hands and get ourselves messy and and, and being available to criticism. I think that's the best way of saying it, to be available to criticism. And we kind of, appear to others that we lurk behind the scenes that it means that we don't have anything of value to say or that we don't have anything important that we can give that is such so far from the truth we have so much to give but because people have their own limited beliefs themselves they come to conclusions that aren't the truth and then because of that they give us faulty information based on their limited beliefs you see how this negative cycle works where Damage broken people impact other people with more damaging statements and they come out damaged as a result. So I want us to go back and, and look through a clear lens and saying, now as I'm an adult or now that I've got 10 years or how many years separated from that experience, what is really true about me? Because more than often, we are amazing. We've got so many wonderful things. If you haven't done so already, Write down what is awesome about who you are and what you do and what you're doing to help make other people better. That is what is going to really make a difference is that you keep reminding yourself, go back to basics and ask yourself, what am I doing to help the world get better? What am I doing 
that is going to affect people in a positive way. You're in the business of solving problems. So now is the time to start reminding yourself about what you're solving, how you're helping people, and that will help you change your belief system. Okay, number two is challenge your inner villain. This is definitely something I could talk within a a podcast within itself because it is so much information to pack into it. But I'll just give it to you in a little bit more simpler Reader's Digest version of this. All of us have a little voice inside of ourselves that tells us crappy messages all the time. We can't do it. We shouldn't do it. Nobody's going to pay attention. It's not worth it. There's not a good payoff. You're you're ugly. You're not best pretty as fill in the blank. And it's just like this. Remember you've, if you've ever been uh, watching those old school Looney Tunes. I know for those of you guys who were born in 1990 and later, you may not know what I'm talking about. But when I was growing up, I can't believe I'm old enough to say back in the day. They had these like Looney Tunes commercials where our Looney Tunes shows where they had the angel and the devil voice where there was an angel that would sit on the character's voice and tell them to do all these things that would make them feel good and help other people. And there was this bad devil voice that said, yeah, go ahead and trip them up or just do all sorts of nasty things to get it even. And I think for a lot of us, we're listening to that negative voice that's sitting on the other side of our shoulder that is telling us all sorts of crazy, crappy messages, which are not true if you actually have the bravery to confront it. Every time a crazy negative thought that breathes through your mind or I don't look ugly, I'm not capable, I can't lose weight, I those can'ts, should, won'ts, all those statements, I want you to confront that villain and really ask yourself, is this really true? Is this really indicative of what I'm actually capable of doing and sometimes it kind of like when you expose light to the vampire it fizzles away upon the light I want you to put light to each and every negative idea that's going through your mind really ask yourself be honest with yourself say is this really real is this really practical for example I think about a client that was rolled up the food chain, the corporate food chain, as it were. And she had this really negative experience where she had this boss and in another organization that just did not like her talent, did not like her for whatever silly reason, was always critical. And and let me tell you something, no matter how high up the food chain, no matter how much good work you're going to do, you're going to have people who are going to dissent against you. You're going to have haters. So don't think that you're going to have a hater-free experience as you become more famous, you get more followers, you get more clients. In fact, you're going to inherit haters along the way. So I just want to dispute the idea that somehow everyone's going to love you and kiss your kiss you and uh, on your on your rear end and <laughs> not giving you your problems. But anyway, getting back to the story, this particular boss from this other section where she um, was in her career caused so much problems, caused so much dissent. It actually just got into her mind and she felt so much stress. It caused her to stumble and ultimately it, she quit. And when she thought about it in hindsight, basically what happened was she let those outside messages mess up her game to the point where she could not function properly in her job. And uh, there's so much more to the story. I'm just condensing it for the purposes of this podcast. But the point I'm trying to make is that we're giving too much airtime to negative people. Way too much airtime to negative people. And in order for us to rise above it, in order for us to do that is we do not 
feed our villain. We need to confront it. We need to always make sure that it its voice is not actually impacting our lives. Now, you're going to hear a lot of voices within your head about what you should and shouldn't do. But if there's a voice that's constantly telling you and it's coming, you know it's not intended good for you when it comes from a place of fear and insecurity and doubt. Now, a little bit of fear is good, obviously, for something unknown because it helps you have some temperaments to like how you approach things that you're not just shooting off the hip just randomly and w- without without care and thought but if you're constantly wor- coming from this fear-based worry position where you just want safety and security at all ends then you are getting yourself set up for lack of growth and failure to be honest with you because every entrepreneur is going to have to break outside the mold and try something new and innovate themselves that growth is is key to change and key to expanding so we're going to have to kill that little voice that tells us that we shouldn't do it. We need to kill that little inner villain inside of ourselves that just wants us small and trapped. And we need to constantly believe in ourselves as affecting massive change, okay? Now, let's transition and talk about something else. Now, I'm looking at my list, and the next thing is I said about challenging your inner villain and also it parallel topic is kill your inner saboteur that's kind of a subset of your inner villain and let me tell you about that your inner saboteur is basically the person that disrupts you from living your best life I was talking with a client the other day and she was telling me that she was spending like two to three hours every day on social media. And I asked her, what are you doing on social media? And she told me that she was reading what other people were doing. She was reading up on news about different health events. And it was, I asked her, I was like, are the majority of the stuff positive or negative? And she said, nah, there's some things that are positive, but on balance, the most of the stuff that I'm reading is negative. Can you imagine what two hours a day of negative information cause is doing to your brain? Now, I, she said, yeah, part of it's negative. I would dare say the majority of it's negative because I think all of us, we always tend to downplay about sometimes how bad certain things are. And because of all those negative things that she was thinking about daily can she see how that could potentially spill over into her business life into her personal life into how she views the world around her if she, her, her mind is constantly fixated on negative things we're going to have to make a decision for ourselves that if we are committed to making changes for our community, if we are committed to feeling confident, we're going to have to eliminate the things that actually cause us much more harm than good. Even things that seem innocuous. I'll give you a perfect example. I myself have been really mindful about who I talk to. If I'm around someone and I know we all have bad days here and there, right? We always have those moments where things don't work out the way we want to. But there are just some people that are, or I shouldn't say are, some are were past tense in my world that every time they wanted to hop on the phone with me, it was just to bitch and moan and complain. And 
I had to make a decision for myself that I was unavailable for negativity. Now, don't get me wrong. We all have our challenges and our struggles and our shortcomings, right? But I want to elevate my mindset so that I am thinking in the realm of possibilities. I am in the realm of curiosity and creativity. And as such, my mind is not ready nor willing to absorb limited thinking and short-sightedness and negativity from others. I'm not available for that. No, not not in the season of my life. I've got big things and I got big dreams and if my mind is constantly in the gutter, slinging mud, feeling sad about things that are beyond my control, then I am not doing myself, I'm not doing my clients, I'm not doing anyone any good for that. And that's why I'm going to elevate my mindset and I'm going to expect better from not just myself, but uh, my ability to steer my steer conversations around me to more positive. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be sympathetic and understanding when a, cl- a client or a friend doesn't tells me something that's upsetting. Of course, I'm going to be sympathetic. But my mind will always go next to, well, what can we do now? What is capable? What are we capable of doing next? I'm not going to stay in the mud slinging crap and feeling bad about myself. I'm not going to stay in the land of hopelessness. People who stay in the land of hopelessness are broke. I don't know any other way to say it, but they're broke because when you're only thinking about short-sighted things that you can't change or beyond your control, then your mind isn't allowed to grow. There is a concept called neuroplasticity and we can create those new neurons, those new connections in our brain so we can process things, so we can think better, we can process things smarter when we're constantly thinking from more than less. Make a decision in your mind that you are always going to be in the mindset of more, more, more. And that involves choking away negativity. And that's actually my number uh, four here is choking away negativity. That means social media. It means turning off your TV. It means getting rid of some friends. It means shortening your your time with negative Nancy or your your always upset Uncle Tom or whoever it is. Maybe that's what you need to do. You need to starve away anything that deters you from your growth, deters you from feeling good. There are, I remember many years ago, I had an aunt that visited me and she was visiting me from England. I remember she uh, did not, she was very overweight. She had a high blood pressure among some other health issues. And I remember after eating a meal, I would say to her, hey, let's go out, you know, and enjoy uh, some time outside in the fresh air. And she would always say, no, I want to, I prefer to stay here. I don't really want to go out. And and I told her, I said, well, didn't you tell me that you had some high blood pressure issues that you needed to improve your health? That That's what your doctor said. Yeah, I know, but it just doesn't feel comfortable for me. She resisted feeling better about herself because she was more attached to the feeling of not being Good, feeling good about herself over feeling healthy. That's just a reality. Some people are really more attached to feeling bad for themselves or feeling that certain narratives that go through their mind. And that's sad. It's unfortunate. We are, as human beings, we are creatures of comfort. 
And unfortunately, some comforting things are actually destructive for ourselves. And for us to affect real change in ourselves, we're going to have to put to the light and ask ourselves, are the things that we're doing, thinking, believing, seeing, are these things actually pushing us closer or further away from our goals? Even if it feels comfortable, even if it feels like a routine, we're going to have to make some super big changes. One of the biggest changes that I did personally was I had to end my love affair with soap operas. Now, for many, many years, starting when I was like 11 or so, I was watching Young and the Restless from CBS. I think it's still on the air, by the way. And I noticed something that keeps people hooked on soap operas and kept me hooked was that you would just get so emotionally involved with the plot line of certain characters to the point where you would root for them you get angry for certain you would just get so emotionally involved even though the stories are completely fictitious that none of the stuff the plot lines are even freaking believable but we get so emotionally entangled with all these plot lines that we lose sight that if we're not careful, we can have this distorted view about these relationships and create them in our lives. And a soap opera, couples are are considered long term if they last two two or two or four years. I mean, typically those relationships get purposely broken up within two years max, so they and include a new plot line so they can do other things. And you're watching all this stuff. It will mess with your freaking brain. It will tell you certain things about how relationships work, how men and women interact, you know, all this other stuff, all these crazy messages. And if you're not careful, if you're watching this, you're going to try to bring in some of that drama into your real world. And drama is meant to stay on the stage, on the TV, not in your real world. But if you're constantly watching those kind of things, it will distort your brain. There's no way you can avoid it. You can't just, you can't watch it, put it in a little box, put it in the corner and say, ah, it's no big deal. It will spill out. It, it spills out in so many other areas. I think about social media. There, I remember, I'll never freaking forget this. I was on Twitter and I remember reading these tweets from this therapist. She had a, she literally said she was a therapist and it was very disparaging towards a, a particular political group, mainstream political group. And I, I called it out. I was like, this is crazy. You're a therapist and you're disparaging X group because they're not aligned with your beliefs. This is insane. And the person, I guess, felt so ashamed that she canceled her account and whatever. I have this, this, this particular person had a significantly smaller account than mine, but I didn't, wasn't, wasn't trying to run her off Twitter. It was just more saying that you are a mental health professional and you're disparaging these people. And I knew how freaking easy, even as a therapist, that you can just run wild with your mind and start criticizing people because if your mind is constantly reading and observing, absorbing content that's negative, it's going to happen to you. And it was such a sad thing to observe. So what is the message to you is be careful, little one, what you read, what you eat, what you consume, all of that stuff, because it has a way of coming out whether or not you intended or not. Okay, lastly, let's talk about filling your space up with love. Now, nature abhors a vacuum and as such once we take out some stuff we're gonna have to fill some stuff back in and how do we do that now I 
recommend this to all of my clients and I'm recommending to you is I want you to get out a pen and paper and I want you to identify what is your priority, what matters most to you and why. And and then once you write down what matters most to you and why, ask why about that. And then I want you to ask why about that too. I want you to just get so granular with the details about why certain things matter to you. Oftentimes, we run on autopilot and we say certain things are important. We say certain things are priority, but we so, we so often get so happy caught up in the routines we just forget and this sad we don't want to lose touch about what any of that looks like it's so important to all of us to feel connected to something that matters most to us and I'm hoping that you will be able to have a moment of clarity as you sit down quietly with yourself and write that down because once you believe certain things as to as to be true you will hopefully start creating activities around that for example if you believe that you are physically fit you truly believe it you will create habits and actions around it for example i that's one of my belief systems i am physically fit i make it a priority for me to do some form of physical activity because i believe that identity for a lot of us, we need to start talking about what that identity is and really absorbing it. And I talk a lot about that in my amazing attitude course. Again, you can find it on denisegelee.com where we talk about those belief systems and we deep dive deep into how we can impact our lives positively by challenging them and creating new habits that will align ourselves to our higher sense of self that will help us to align with where we want to be emotionally and that we want to shred away anything that keeps us deterred or distracted from our goals. Now, let me repeat everything that we've talked about today. Number one, I talked about to change your old belief system. It came from your childhood. It came from a very painful situation. What is it? Why? Is it even relevant? A lot of us don't have beliefs that even make any sense we're gonna have to bring it to the light and ask ourselves does it even matter anymore what those old people who are probably long gone from our lives number two is challenge your inner villain think about what messages are you really telling yourself is it even something that is going to help you in the future and if so we're going to number three and make a decision to kill that inner saboteur i want you to ask yourself exactly what activities need to go what things are taking up way too much crappy space my course amazing attitude dives in a lot about that inner saboteur number four choke away negativity we cannot have negative attitudes when we are trying to help others through our business we are going to make a conscious decision to say i am unavailable for drama and stress and lastly number five is fill up your space with love remind yourself of all the wonderful things that you can do that have been provided for you that people are grateful that you have done in service keep filling yourself up moment by moment daily by day by day about all the things that you are wonderful at that you're good at people have praised you at and I'm telling you, if you really get on to yourself, you're going to fill up pages and pages with information. 
Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Was there something that I said that really resonated with you? Let me know. Send me a message at hello at denisegeely.com. And if you really love this message, make sure that you hit the share button so that another person may be blessed. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I enjoy talking with you. Take care and be awesome.